Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals. Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Merchandise today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. In the previous episode, we learned how the Mystery Punchers and their elderly companion began their journey into the mythos in the past. But it's time to return to their horrifying present. The Mystery Punchers are headed back to the church where their story began in hopes of finding an ending. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. On the Mystery Puncher's final case, they arrived, as they often did, in a smelly, beaten up, barely functioning car. Uh, Father Houlihan uh, has a uh, heavy, heavy step on the accelerator um, in this battered up, basically war wagon he's managed to put together. Um, And the entire thing uh, smells vaguely of vinegar and garlic. Um, and uh, as he uh, he drives, he just kind of says over his shoulder, uh, sorry about the smell. I used a number of rather rare uh, tonics uh, that uh, the Vatican, of course, will deny all knowledge of, but uh, we in the exorcism profession know can, well, in theory, at least stave things off. And he kind of like looks out the window where, um, you know, like, a giant kind of like worm with wings has like collapsed half, like, 
basically it's clearly been cleaved in half by one of these portals closing and has like fallen into a building and says, well, truth be told, uh, we didn't exactly cover this in school. So I don't think they're going to do a fucking thing if I'm being particularly honest, but I thought it couldn't hurt. Uh, speaking of hurt, you're all looking a little bit uh, worse for the wear. Um, and he kind of like gestures to um, uh, between the seats in the back. Uh, and there are a number of medical supplies. Um, and uh, he says, uh, I figured uh, you might be in somewhat rough shape. So I uh, put some ointments and, and uh, uh, creams, things that uh, may not, in fact, uh, close your wounds, but will at the very least make them uh, less distracting. I, I, I hope they help. Um, and then he kind of like swerves around a flaming car and um, everyone kind of gets jostled around. Um, but yes, sure enough, there is a there's a, a big black leather doctor's bag uh, that's open um, and there's bandages, um, some syringes of uh, like, I don't know what 1930s morphine. It's probably just morphine uh, syringes of morphine. Um, uh, <laughs> he looks like he's got some opium. Like he's really just kind of brought whatever he could. Um, that looks like it could heal up. Um, so um, all of you uh, can please roll me um, 2d6. Four for Caddy. Six. Yep. Oh, sorry. I have to go into my dice roller because I don't have. To... Oh, that's that's all good. I can also roll for you, Claire. I got no, two. no, no. Don't no, take I, it away from her. Don't you I fucking have to dare. Do it. <laughs> if this number's bad, she will never forgive you. Exactly. Okay, dice roller. 2D, uh, sorry, 2D6s? Yes. One. Uh, Snake eyes, come on. Let's see this happen. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a four. Oh, man. I had a seven for you, but enjoy your four. Uh, um, and uh, you can add two uh, to each of those. So that's um, six oh. HP for Caddy and uh eight red? for me and then yeah yeah okay great eight, eight for me sorry did you did you, you roll four? Six? Oh, he's a two to each oh i see okay yes, sorry two, two yeah. to the total yes. gotcha yeah thanks two. mr father is oh you're welcome young <laughs> mr father cat yeah my name's caddy i'm a young boy trapped inside a cat because i was inside a hobo as a ghost caddy I'm... i gotta ask you a rather serious question are you possessed I mean, no, but the cat might be. Well, honestly, I've always been of the school of thought that uh, cats and dogs don't get to heaven, so I don't particularly care about that. Uh, as long as you're a human soul, uh, you're all right by my books. What happened to the large fellow who was with you earlier? Oh, old me? He died, and now he's... Wait, what happened to him? I was in the water. Oh, what did happen to him? We left. Uh, you made a deal with him. Oh, uh, yes. He and his, his Migo would go and uh, close the final portal, uh, which oh, you're now okay. seeing the, uh, the results of. Um, and uh, with the uh, understanding that you work for him and that uh, he needs you to stop the Croatoan. Um, however, he did, he did uh, promise aid uh, to his, his new followers, the three of you. Um, and in exchange, uh, he will allow you to speak uh, one last time uh, to Adrian Diesel, if you survive, of course. Mm -hmm. um, at which point, uh, the father pulled up in this wreck of a car, picked you up, and uh, now you are, are headed to church uh, to confront the Croatoan. Oh, yeah, there's like a friendly Satan in him and stuff, but I don't really, I missed the middle part where he decided we were friends. 
Ah. But that's the decision. I think he decided that we had a common enemy. And he seems to be under the impression that we are working together. We are not his friends. No? No. Well, that's, we are uh... his minions. Adrian, he is holding the promise of your soul over my head. I me. I don't understand it either, honey. And then there's Big Me. So you he's can't... got, he is Big Me, but he also has Big Me. He's not Big You. He is a hell spawn. And I don't even know if he, he could be lying. I don't. The car starts to slow and the father's like, I, I hate to ask this so far from where we, we, we left him, but, uh. Sounds like he might be the bigger threat. Are we sure we're doing the right thing here? Yeah, should we be teaming up with the Satan? Because if the Satan wants this and he's got other me's soul, maybe we should like help whatever's coming through. Wait, is this Satan's name Legion? I need to know. I don't know. What's what's his name? Nylasotep. That oh. doesn't sound like Legion. It sounds no. like it could be Legion backwards, though. If the thing that we're fighting is the thing that's opening up all these portals and is causing all of these creatures to fly out, then I do believe that that is currently the threat that we need to abolish. Mm. And then once that happens, I will destroy this thing. Oh, so it's kind of like math, because there's like an order of operations. And she kind of gives you this look. Yeah. Uh, you do cat. division before you do addition, so we have to stop the portals before we save the big me from the demon. This is uh, the bad mass of uh, the apocalypse, yeah. Uh, and with that, uh, the father uh, steps on it. Um, so uh, what you did learn from Nalarathotep is that the uh, the inheritors opened uh, the portals uh, through the machinations of... Uh, of uh, Montgomery Greaves, uh, Richard Chen, uh, Robo, Tallahassee, TJ. Um, however, uh, in doing so, they, they likely weakened the membrane uh, between worlds, allowing the Croatoan through. Um, his Migo are assaulting the final um, blood tower now. Uh, so slowly but surely, you are noticing the portals beginning to close, um, as evidenced by that cut half worm. Um, so your goal is simply to, to stop the Croatoan. Um, the portals themselves, assuming that the army of space insects and their fucking alien god friend wearing your buddy's body like a weird Egger suit, uh, can stop um, the, uh, the blood tower, then it's just up to you to deal with uh, the Croatoan. Uh, and then in theory, all of your problems should be solved, aside from, you know, that Nalarthotep issue you've got. Um, so that is what you're on your way to do. Um, the car rolls uh, around a corner. He takes a corner. He, he full on Helmforth drifts uh, around that corner. Uh, tires screeching. Um, and uh, you catch a glimpse of uh, the church uh, at the end of the desolate row uh, where it burnt down all those years ago. Um, the large uh, black membrane um is uh that was sort of swirling with kind of an oily film if you'll recall um is gone um and uh in its place there is uh just a a large group uh, a, a sort of a mass group of people um staring uh kind of directly at the car 
Um, the father brings it to a stop. There's too much debris to move much, much further forward. Um, and you see um, grayish black white figures um, standing, uh, blowing slightly away in, in the light breeze. Uh, and as you step out of the car, uh, you realize that the lost congregation is watching you. And amidst the ruins uh, of the, the church, um, there is a uh, figure in brilliant white, um, long, pale, blonde hair, long, beautiful dress, uh, about your height, red, um, standing uh, somehow slightly above the congregation, um, held aloft um, by a uh, sort of an, an odd parody of wings uh, that seem to be kind of swirling and turning. Can you all roll me a spot hidden, please? Success. Fail. That is a hard success. Cool. Um, Red, you also... Uh, do recognize what this is, but you'll lose four points of sanity uh, in doing so. Um, you realize that the reason you're having a hard time um, wrapping your head around what these wings are and the fact that they seem to be almost um, twirling and spinning uh, is uh, these sort of um, six wings that are all kind of at odd angles um, are made of floating spinning eyes. Um just sort of uh, slowly rotating at different angles, um, all different colors, um, holding her aloft. Um, you notice that uh, of the congregation, um, there's only kind of black smears where their eyes should be. And the figure itself uh, has pitch black eyes and a, uh, a wide, dark smile. Raising its arms, uh, it just says, Mystery Punches. It is fascinating, is it not? The lengths we have had to go through to reunite us, all of us. Um, can I get another spot hidden, please? Hard success. Extreme success. Mm. Damn it, Ryan. Oh, one upping me at every turn. That's a 98. <laughs> oh, no. That's a crit fail. No. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. No, it's all good. So, um, Caddy and Richter. Richter, you feel um, a tension against uh, your your sort of hip, and you realize Benny's hand is, is clenching. Uh, and as you look... Um, Beyond the crowd, but at the feet of this this uh, creature, um, there is uh, a figure who seems almost made of swirling mist, um, clutching uh, a stump and um, eyelessly nodding along with uh, the Croatoan as it speaks. Um, the Croatoan tilts its head at a full 90 degrees uh, on its neck and... Um, just says uh, time 
space and death itself attempted to keep us apart. And yet we have returned and brought with us all the lost. None shall ever be lost again. Is this not what you wanted, Tracy? You shouldn't use us. Whatever you are, you creature, you are not one of us. You may be in the body of one of our friends, but you are not us. Are we not? Um, and um, it's like missing frames from a film. Um, as the crotone reaches across itself, you're only catching every third frame of its hand. Um, so it's just kind of a, a, a smooth gesture that just appears in jerky tones. Um, and suddenly uh, you're hit in the chest um, with tremendous force. Um, it throws you back against the car. Uh, you will take uh, four points of damage. This is the consequence of your fumble, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you feel um, uh, the front of your clothes begin to soak. Uh, and you look down where you've been shot because, of course, that is normally quite... Part for the course. Um, instead, uh, you see a, a tattered, worn, darkened square of denim uh, with the letters VD stitched into it. Dum-dums and dice would like to welcome you to Karst's Code and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. Karst's Code and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! Episodes are available now. Just like on my chest? Yeah, it's been thrown at you with, okay. with great force. Uh, she'll um, pull it away. Um, is the blood mine? Or is the blood uh, on just on the denim? Um, the it's uh, it's not blood. It's kind of a that dark um, sort of oily oh, substance. Mucus. You Got assumed it. it. Well, you assumed it was blood. Uh, you could assume it was mucus, but um, no, it just appears to be right. Kind okay. of the the material that the croton works in. Right. Um, <clears throat> she's gonna kind of look over. No, she's gonna keep her eyes on the thing, but kind of whisper to Hulahan, O'Hulahan, and just say, what weapons did you bring again? Um, because we're going to need them. He uh, just nods and says, um, you know, they, they taught me that the greatest weapon of all was faith. Uh, but I always thought that was a load of shit. Um, <laughs> and he kicks the, uh, kicks the release and the trunk pops up. Um. And uh, as uh, Red, I assume you just storm back there immediately. Um, yeah. There is a, a, a melting ice cream cone uh, on a small platter uh, on a pile of fucking guns. Nice. Uh, with a little card that says, with my compliments. Great. Um, I want to look f- for anything that looks like it will make something explode. 
Unfortunately, it is just standard arms. Got um, it. So you're talking okay. like pistol. Basically, it, it, it's like pistol, shotgun, uh, okay. rifle are sort of your options. Uh, um, I'm going to cut to our pals, see what they're doing uh, during this, because I feel like, Red, you would storm off to that. Caddy, uh, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Caddy, I think, would look to... Because Caddy knows about Benny's hand, right? I just want to yep. be sure of this. Yeah. He would look to uh, Richter and just be like, should I, if I take the hand back to old Benny, because he could see old Benny sitting there with no hand underneath the monster. He's like, will that help? Small demon cat, I, I do not know. I do not know if it will help or make things much worse. Um, I will reach down into my pocket to squeeze for, for Benny's hand. And I'll just say out loud, Benny, we see you here. Or we see something in your shape here. If you bring your hand back to you, Benny, can you help us? Um, <laughs> they can't go, squeeze once for yes and twice for no. Sorry, he was unclear. Uh, the hand squeezes once. And you see the figure holding kind of stuff, kind of hunched next to um, uh, the Croatoan. And uh, you seem kind of look up at her and then kind of look to you and kind of look back up. And uh, can you roll me a an edu check, please? Or no, uh, this would be an int check. Sorry. Both of us, one of us. Uh, both of you, please, since you're both uh, engaging this action. Okay. Uh, 100. And I rolled a 97, so we both crit fumble at the same time. And unfortunately, because it's a 97 and I only have one luck, I could only boost it to a 96, yeah, which is still a crit fumble. Guys, okay. what are we doing? So you can both push the check, but there will be dire consequences if you fail. Uh, as in, like, re-roll to push yes. it? Yeah. I'll push it. I feel Daddy, like Caddy, I don't think... No, I don't Cat- think you would. No, he's he's kid invincible. This is yep. just heroes are going to fight a bad thing. All right. Um, Richter, you're uncertain. Um, unfortunately, the, the sort of smoke Benny doesn't have any discernible features other than um, kind of the, the darkened slit of a mouth um, amidst the, the smoke. Um but that's never stopped you from looking deeper into the void. So yeah. uh, go go ahead and re-roll. That's better. That's a success. Okay. Um, you get the sense that he is indicating distance and how short the distance is between him and her. Um, and you can't exactly read the intent, but it seems like he's trying to convey something about that short distance meaning something. Okay. Convey it to us? Yes. Yes. Very actively. Like you, okay. you by watching, by watching, even like at a distance, it's kind of hard to tell, but like you get the sense that he is like you, you see him kind of drop the stump to one, one side. And as you determined earlier, he seems to be able to control it from wherever he is. So the squeezing he's giving you is in response to it. And he's trying to indicate something else with his head. So, okay. Uh, I'll pull the hand out 
And I will uh, place it on. I'm sorry. One one moment. Let's uh, let's roll a stealth check for old Benny. A stealth see check. See if the Croatoan notices oh, what he's doing. Mm. Okay. Um, what do you do, Richter? I place. I pull up Benny's hand and I place it on the ground near the cat. Uh, I'm imagining we're still in the car because we didn't say we got out, right? Did we or did we get um, out? I think I, I kind of imagine this as like the Ghostbusters and or Jurassic Park step out of got the it. car to look at what's happening. Also, yeah. you're never getting back in that car. That's that's. Oh, cool. no, no, no. I wasn't like, oh, we'll hang out there and drive away. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think Caddy has would still logically have his like core black harness used to carry the bag yeah, in it. So there'd be yeah, a place yeah. to put the hand on him if you wanted to. I think he'd like step over for you to put it in instead of just on the ground. Okay. Then I, I would I would place it on the on the cat's harness and say, um, "Benny has been a a good friend of mine. Won't you may or may not remember this, but he was a good friend of yours too. Won't that he is reaching out to us in in any way uh, has always been." Uh, a good thing come from a place of support. And so I believe in Benny now. I believe that reuniting him with his hand will only serve to aid us in sealing away this Croatoan. Yeah, and then he can help us save Sally. So why don't you and and Red make big distraction and I'll sneak through and give him his hand back and then everybody will punch a mystery. Very well, small uh, hellcat creature. Uh, <laughs> you can call me Caddy. Fine. Caddy. Yay. <laughs> he says gently to himself. Um... <laughs> And uh, with that, you kind of turn looking at this this lost congregation as they, they stand and kind of stare you down. But to you, it's just a forest of legs. You know how to dodge through that. You know, you just slalom your way through. Um, at which point, um, the Croatoan, um, their face falls a bit. Um, the smile disappears. And there's a twist of the lip that uh, Richter and Caddy, I assume Red, you're probably like looking over the trunk as you're like rummaging through for weapons. You recognize as a very distinctly Sally trying to sort through a problem look. And they just say, Benny, you were the first of our reunion. We pulled you out of your descent as those monsters wanted to send you into their clutches. You say you've been investigating the mysteries of our kind, and yet you could not solve the mystery of if the thousand-eyed Cyclops could see you gesturing. Truly, you are as much a disappointment as Tracy always said you were. And with that, uh, again, like missing frames, another arm comes out of her side, grabs Benny by the throat, and throws him through the air. Uh, you watch him arc up over the crowd, away, um, 
and crash into the side of, uh, there's a nearby building. So as you'll remember, the church is kind of um, in a bit of a desolate area, but there are some smaller buildings nearby. Um, one of the kind of like probably shitty kind of tenement apartments nearby. Um, it's kind of one of those brown brick buildings with like a small water tower on top. Um, he crashes into the leg of the water tower, splits in half in a puff of smoke and reforms on the other side. Um, and uh, the Crotoan uh, says, you have lost the right to reunion, Benny. We will see if we change our minds. Cat, uh, your problem just became much bigger because on the one hand, you don't need to deal with smoke monsters anymore. On the other hand, uh, he's very far away and very high up. And uh, the Crotone is clearly watching him. But but Caddy is an idiot and he's 12. <laughs> so Caddy takes off like a cat out of hell immediately towards the moment he clears the crowd. Amazing. Um, so Caddy, you sprint off. Red, what weapons do you take? Um, I'm going to take something that, well, th- hmm. I feel like it has to be a shotgun or something because she has her skeleton hand and something that she can easily wield like helping herself out. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, sure. I mean, you can take a couple pistols and the shotgun if you yeah, want. Yeah, let's do that. Two pistols, shotgun. Um, Say, Tom, with a super strong Skelehand, <laughs> could she perhaps wield a shotgun as though it were a pistol? Look, man, I've never seen the movie Army of Darkness. I would not, of course, be tempted by that. Oh, fucking of course you can. That's cool. Um, Although I suspect you are less good with shotguns than you are with pistols. So I wanted to give you an out for when you realize that you're not great at shooting these. Up to you. No, I appreciate that. I think, um, yeah, I think she would take two pistols uh, and then take the shotgun um, in her left hand. uh, Her scale hand is her right hand. Uh, it's your dominant hand, which I believe is your left. Left, yes. Yeah. Okay, so she's taking her skeleton hand, and then she has the patch. Uh, does the patch? Does she remember where the patch is from? Like this kind of takes her back to when Adrian had the VD yeah, it's, patches it's, and stuff. Yeah, I, I think particularly given the recent death of of your mm-hmm. Addie, um, Adrian related stuff is kind of top of mind. Um, right. Also, I think hearing Caddy's voice and kind of his mannerisms and all that would have probably sent you back. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, who the fuck else has uh, denim handkerchiefs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Only the diesels. And you have that weird moment where you get a joke now as an adult that you never got as a kid because the VD <laughs> thing is all of a sudden funny. Um, I think she she walks out to the front of the car and looks at the Croatoan, and there's a look on her face that's like, hmm uh like a thinking face where it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. normally i would just pew, pew 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 uh try to shoot this weird ghosty eye thing um but that hasn't worked really well for me so far so i wonder it's like her memory goes back to the fact that adrian always gave sally these handkerchiefs whenever she'd cry and I think with the shotgun in one hand, just down on her side, she would just like walk outstretched with it towards this creature. Cool. Um, Richter, uh, having given the hand to Caddy, what do you think Richter is A, thinking and B, doing? I think also having seen Benny cast aside like that, um, that cements in him the notion that Benny is trying to help. Mm. And so he must 
be as distracting as possible to give caddy the best possible chance. Uh, so I think he, um, I think he'll go, he'll walk around to the trunk just very like briskly. Um, he's got his shotgun on, I think like a sling um, mm-hmm. and he reaches into the trunk and pulls out a Tommy gun. <laughs> I established the father has one. So you okay. have one too. Great. Uh, and just uh, like racks the first round uh, like out of the drum and into the chamber um, and, and levels it at the congregation. Great. <clears throat> um, the, uh, the father obviously has got out of the car too. He, he looks to you um, and says, uh, must admit, I like your style, old man. Uh, he racks his as well. And uh, you hear kind of a sharp intake of breath um, from the Croatoan. Um, and uh, they just say, you'll have to forgive us. This is a family reunion. Um, and with a flick of their hand, um, one of the uh, lost congregation uh, falls forward um, and moving incredibly quickly um, forms uh, into a lance of ash um, and just erupts through the chest uh, of the father who managed to let out a fuck uh, and fire his machine gun a couple times into the air before falling to his knees and just looking at it with, with shock. And as uh, sort of the life drains out of him, he just looks to the two of you and says, good luck. Um, and he falls over dead. Richter and Red, you step forward to face the lost congregation, uh, the Croatoan floating behind them disprovingly as a small cat out of hell desperately darts uh, towards a tall building and a lost friend. Here, where in some ways it all began, it will now all end. This is the last stand of the Mystery Punchers. And with that, the Croatoan sighs and says, Well, suppose all mysteries have an end. And with a unified scream, the congregation charges. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5e, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified. Del Borovic is baffled. Guy Bradford is bewildered. Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual. And me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch May 31st at 8.30 p.m. EST. And every Friday after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing. <laughs>